Attention Giants fans in the great state of New York. We have an unbeatable NFL preseason offer for you from Caesar Sportsbook. New customers can get their first bet insured up to $1,250 by using our code NYGINSIDERFULL while signing up. Not only will your first bet be completely insured, but you'll also be directly supporting this podcast. Isn't that amazing? So if you haven't already joined the Caesar Sportsbook community, now is the perfect time to make your move. Just remember to enter our code NYG Insider Full during sign up and place that first bet. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 years of age or older and physically present in New York. Please gamble responsibly. If you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1 877 8 Hope NY or text Hope NY. That's 467 369 NY. Check the episode description for full terms of the offer. Thank you. Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer in the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz, Chris Bizignano. And before we start, guys, thank you all who are subscribing to our YouTube channel. For those who haven't, please do. We're going to be putting a lot of content up there. Um, and, you know, thanks for the support, as always, guys. We really appreciate it. Uh, but I guess we'll kick off first, Chris. A lot of things happening. Obviously, there's uh, joint practices in Detroit today. Um but the Giants released their first unofficial depth chart, and it's extremely unofficial now. Not too many surprises, but, you know, there were a couple, I guess, right? Um, yeah, the, sure. Yeah. The one being slot corner, just Darnay Holmes seems to be, you know, not cemented there, but he's just there all the time. And uh, he, had, they have, he hasn't uh, relinquished it to, uh, to Flod or anyone like that, but um, Darnay Holmes being one. And Josh Azudu, and this is what I saw. Um, being the backup on the right side behind the primary backup behind Glowinski. Now, Bredesen being the, the unofficial starter at left guard is not a surprise um, based on, you know, everything that you've been saying all along that you think it's going to be him. Mm-hmm. But I saw that and I just thought, well, that's weird. That's a little wrinkle that I didn't think of before uh, that he's going to be the, the, the primary backup behind Glowinski. Uh, but I mean, those were the only two that really stuck out, Chris, nothing else kind of jumped out. And again, mm-hmm. this is really fluid, um, constantly moving and, and, it is really, really unofficial at this point now. Yeah, don't look too much into that, Jerry, because Azudu has been a left guard a lot too. Brennison has been a right guard too. Yeah. They've been they've been cross-training the whole camp. So don't look too much into that as far as, well, if Gowinski gets hurt during the game. Um, well, if, if it's Brennison and Gowinski, which we expected to be, that's what it was today with the ones Yeah, against the Lions. Yeah, you know, Azudu is going to be, he's going to be, you know, both those guards, he'll, he'll jump in with one of those guards if somebody gets hurt. If, if he's not starting against Dallas. Mm. The way I see it, Jerry, watching camp, the way I see it, they're still competing. You know, it, you know, it seems to me, Jerry, that um, they kind of want somebody to win that right guard job with Kowinski. Really? Uh, more than Brennison. Hmm. Uh, I see guys, you know, Kowinski's been, you know, Izudu's been in there. Brennison's been at the right guard spot with the ones at times and all that. Um, now, I think he'll hold on to that, Jerry, but I think they want to take a, a long look at those two spots. Interesting. Uh, uh, I, I just get that feeling that they're looking that Glowinski isn't set in stone over there. Hmm. Okay? Um, and Brennison is a guy, uh, honestly, Jerry, I think they would love to see. I don't know if this is going to happen. Let's not forget that depth chart, like I said, it doesn't yeah. really mean squad. Sure. You know? Yep. But I think they really would like to see Izudu a left guard and 
um, Bredesen and right guard. Okay. That's what I think they really want to see. Um, so they've been doing that a lot, bouncing back and forth, giving looks, twos, threes. They're getting reps with the ones um, and all that. Schmitz has been pretty much set now at the center spot. Uh, three of the last four practices, he was with the ones. He started with the ones today against the Lions. And that's a, that's pretty important, Jerry. You know, the ones against ones, you see who they put out there. And it sure. was Brennison, left guard. It was Gowinski, right guard. Yeah. Um, now, as far as the depth chart, Jerry, um, any real surprise? Well, even the Don A. Holmes thing, you know, right now he's in the, in the slot. But, Jerry, the biggest development of this training camp has been Trey Hawkins on the outside. <laughs> yeah. And now with Dory Jackson moving into inside. Unreal. We'll see how far that goes. Yeah. You know, um, because they've been doing that more and more. And, and you know what, dude? Adoy's look pretty good in the slot. You know, in his reps, he had a couple of, you know, he's looked pretty decent. He's had a night, a couple of PD, uh, pass defenses in our slot. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he hasn't looked out of place. Now, when you play this, here's the advantage. You know, when you have to play the slot corner, you have to cover that whole damn field. A lot of crosses over there, guys coming from the slot and the whole, you know, the whole deal. Um, when I mean the whole field, I mean east to west. You know, yeah. you got guys coming to slot and doing crossing routes and stuff like that and all that. Um, it's going to be interesting. You know, you could see it. What Wink is thinking is that they kind of like that Trey Hawkins on the outside, a Dory on the inside, and of course, um, Deontay Banks, Tay Banks. You see, he doesn't have to be called Deontay, it's Tay Banks. Tay Banks on the other side. You kind of get that feel that this, this is what they really want to do. Why? Because they're not totally confident in Donnie Holmes. Now, Donnie Holmes has looked better, but he has a resume. We know what Donnie Holmes is. He could be really good. He could get beat. He's very handsy. He gets a lot of uh, flags. Now, he's yeah. working in that. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. He's working in that a lot. Uh, he feels he's starting to get that under control and all that. But we'll see what against Dallas. You know, but I don't think they're sold on Donnie and or Cordell right now. And they're seriously looking at this Adore in the inside a lot. And I think, Jerry, they really want Trey Hawkins to continue to progress so he can win that outside, Adoy on the inside, and Tay on the other uh, on the outside. That, that's that's the feeling I'm getting. I'm there. I see it. I, you could just tell what they're thinking. Might not be like that. It might not work like that, you know, Jerry, because you're asking, you got two rookie corners and you got you know all that stuff. And you saw today, you know, against a very good Lions team that kicked their butt last year. Remember, they kicked their, they pretty much hooked yes. up on them in the Meadowlands last year. Oh yeah. Um, and they had some good moments today uh, against the Giants defense today. The Giants defense second, they struggled a bit uh, at times, um, but that's what it's all about. We'll get into you know the um, joint practices in a little bit with the Lions, uh, but that's the feeling. Uh, Eric Gray, Jerry, uh, one of the, he's right now looks like he's. His job to lose as a punt returner. Hang, hang on, let, let's stay corner one second, Chris. Okay, just because, yeah, yeah just because. It, you realize if if it's Banks and Hawkins on the outside. I mean, first off, what a success that draft is, right? First and sixth round pick on the outside, mm-hmm. and then you have uh, Adori in the slot. Like they like McLeod too for the slot too. No, like this is a nice problem to have. Like, Mc- okay, yeah. No, no. I mean, you have McLeod, you have Flot. Like all of a sudden. You have an abundance of resources now that it, that if guys go down, it's not like it was in in, in recent years where if someone goes down at corner, you're, you're looking on the street for someone to come in. I mean, now you have 
guys that are at least capable of filling in if they go down. And, and if Trey Hawkins, as a six-round pick, can start at one cornerback spot, it's a ridiculous story. And that is ridiculous. And especially right. against – and if he's going to start week one against Dallas, he's going to have his hands full, but what a nice story that would be. Oh, it'd, be it'd be a great story, Jerry. A six-round pick, you know, uh, starting on the outside. And I'm telling you, dude, this is what they want. Yeah. They want those three on the field. Yeah. Well, Banks is going to be on the field. We know that already. Right. But they kind of like, you see it, you know, was it just a one practice thing? They threw a Dory to get limited his snaps. They threw him in the slot a few and out. And that's it. There was a one practice deal and we haven't seen it since. No, we've been seeing it. Yeah. You know, and the Dory's looked pretty good in there. He's looked pretty good so far in practice. Comfortable in, in the, the slot, you think? In the slot. And he said he's comfortable in the slot. Yeah. And the Dory has the attitude, okay, whatever you need me to do, I'll do, you know? Yeah. Um, but we'll have to see preseason games and all that, how this is going to play out. And I think Trey, you know, I think Trey kind of held his own today against the Lions. Yeah. You know, and he's obviously going to play Friday night in live action. Now, I don't know if Dan Campbell and, you know, <clears throat> and they're going to go with their ones in the offense. Probably, probably not, you know, but we'll see mm-hmm. how that goes. Um, but this is what they want to do, bro. Um, I tell you, kid, a guy, Jerry, that you really like, we both like, a guy that was coming on last year. We'll stay on the defense for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a kid that's I kind of like the way he's been coming on a little bit is Darian Beavis, you oh, know, nice. on the yeah. on the inside. Yeah, uh, had a, I think he had a nice little tackle in the backfield today. He I've seen him do that a few times at training camp. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems to be getting his legs in. The, you know, forget you know he was out all the last year as we all know. You know, uh, kind of liked his he's a real intelligent kid, man. I kind of liked his answers when he was on a presser with us on a Zoom call with us and. Talking about not even thinking about his knee from a year ago, bro. Not even yeah. thinking about it. He's just out there flying around. You know, a lot, you know, Jerry. A lot of times you come off a serious knee injury, it takes a little while to get that confidence back. Right. You know what you could do, what you can't do, cuts wise, all that stuff. You know, making cuts and all that. And uh, he seems to be not bothered by it at all. Yeah. Um, and I kind of like the way he's progressing next to Bobby O'Kurrigay, and then inside on the depth chart as you. You know, yeah. as you saw today, he is listed alongside a Currigay. I do not see McFadden taking that position from him. You know, um, I think that'll stay like that. Is that an athleticism thing? Is Beavers just more athletic? Yeah, he's more athletic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he is. You know, yeah. it, Beavers is he's a pretty fast kid, Jerry. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's not slow. Yeah. You know, not that McFadden's slow, but he's right. Beavers is a pretty athletic kid, man. Yeah. And and I like what he's been doing in camp. I love like we're two plus weeks in the camp now, right? They mm-hmm. went they flew out to Detroit. Yeah, they had to join practice, but you know, two plus weeks at at MetLife and all that. And and you just see some of these guys, dude, from the first week to the second week, getting more comfortable. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Like uh, like you know, a lot of people were, were asking me and uh, you know this and that about Tay Banks. You know, hey, you know, seems like he's getting beat a lot. Well, yeah, he did that beat at times. He also made plays, and then. The second week at camp, much better. You know, these are just kids, man. They're much yeah. better. Yeah. You know, don't worry about Tate Bank. You know, talking to Darius Slayton this week, um, you know, Darius told me, um, and, and I'll put it in, you know, it's going to be in an interview for the next <clears throat> insider issue, but Darius told me what unbelievable makeup speed yeah. he has. Yeah. I, I was He goes a few times, Chris, I had him beat. I mm. had him beat, and he came back, recovery speed, and still made a play, yeah. you know? Um, so Tate Banks is a kid like I'll, first week was okay, you know, not bad. Made plays, didn't make plays, got beat. Second week much better, 
Yeah. And then as you go along, you know, so don't get excited. I know people, <laughs> I know people get, they, they panic. Like they see, you know, they read either a tweet from me or somebody else. Oh, banks beat again. But you know, oh my God, what's going on? You know, you know, don't, you know, it's, they're just rookies, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, or, or they take it as a personal attack sometimes like, oh, you have to report that he's getting beat. Well, guys, he got beat. I have to report it. So. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> Want me to make it up? Oh, another pick for Banks. He's right, right, right. Line. right. You know, no, we got to report what you see, you know. Um, you know, it would be stupid on my end if I put, oh, Banks got beat by Slayton. Oh, Banks can't cover anybody on his team. You know, then, right. then you're saying stupid crap. You know, right, stuff right, like right. That. But you don't yeah. see people doing that. It just, you report what you see, you know. Yep, yep. Um, but, yeah, but that's the feeling, dude. Um, no other surprise in the defense. Jason Pinnock, I know we've been reporting. Hmm. With the ones, um, and obviously he's in a depth chart. With the Another ones. nice story. Another nice story. Not a nice story. Uh, we, you know, we didn't discover him. But basically, you know, the Giants really liked him after watching their joint scrimmage last year with the Jets. Yeah, I wonder what Lions we're going to pick up next. You know, so, <laughs> well, you know, Jerry, that, that's one of the, you know, that's one yeah. of the these coaches love Yeah, about these joint scrimmages that your scouts are there. And you're not only watching, you know, you guys, you draft and all. You're watching the other teams. Yeah. You know, these are NFL scouts. That's all they do is watch the other rosters. In this case, you're joint scrimmaging against the Lions, and you're watching some of their guys, some of the guys that might not make it, you know? Yep. Or a guy that lands on their practice squad, and you say, no, I'm signing him to the 53. Boom, off their yeah. practice squad, and now he's on your roster. Yeah. Right? A la, right? Some other guys we've had in the past. Oh, yeah, sure. And, uh, Jason Pinnock's a guy that just wanted back. Yeah. Yep, didn't work out because hey, Giants Hodgins was Hodgins a Bills practice squad guy? He was a uh they released him in November or was he a practice I squad? I think guy? it was I think he was a I practice squad. Was, Could be wrong, but yeah, I'm not you know what, Jerry, I'm not hundred percent in that. I, I I thought they released him. They, but anyway, we'll right. look into that one. I'm not hundred percent in that one. Yep. Um yeah, so you know, guys, so are there any other surprises? I guess we go to the offensive side of the ball. We talked about Brennison and Zulu. Do you, you know what you said? You said Gray. Go ahead. What did your, what was your finish your thought on Gray? I'm yeah, sorry. just, you know, I, I've been watching Eric Gray um, a lot, returning punts, um, and he's number one. So it looks like he's going to get a long look in preseason at returning punts, maybe even kickoffs. I know Brightwell's down as number one uh, with the kickoffs and all that. But look, Gray, Brian Dable said, talked about Gray a couple of days ago. And, and, you know, if you remember, Jerry, when we're looking into these draft kids, right? Mm-hmm. And the Giants drafted Gray, and I was looking into him. I, I don't know if you remember, but I, I was putting it on Twitter saying, hey, I love his quick one-step burst, and boom! Yeah. Well, I see in a person now, you know, I saw it in Oklahoma. I love when he gets into space. He's got that one-step, and bur- boom! You know, and he's he's got that burst. He's not a burner, but he's got that burst. Right. And, and I see it in camp, and I said, you know, this is a kid he gets into space and not that he's got, okay, he's gone speed, but he has that burst. Right. One cut burst yep. as you, that you need as a punt returner. And David was talking about that. You know, he, he talked about, hey, one of the reasons why we like pump, you know, he's got that step and burst. And that's exactly what you saw in Oklahoma. You're seeing it now with the giant, you know, here at training camp. And he's got good hands, Jerry. Now I'll probably muffle punt and I said that for but he's got, he's got good, he's got good hands. He's, you know, <laughs> yeah. And um, he's going to get a shot at that punt return. We'll see. Has Has Beasley been doing it at all or no? I'm just curious because he used to do it. I don't know if, if they're looking at no, him at all. He has no, been, he's taken a few that I've seen, but no. Okay. It's, you know, it's been guys like Mickens and, 
and uh, you know, Gray return yeah. of points. Even Slay's back there at times, and even Shep is back there at times. Yeah. But uh, speaking of Shep, as we're on the offensive side of the ball, nice, the ball- dude. Sorry to interrupt. Nice video of of Shep too, man. That oh, video was great. That's courtesy of Rich Redmond, man. He sent that over. Yeah, there. I mean, what a what yeah. a good dude. Rich yeah. Redmond and Shep, but I mean, what a nice guy Shep is, man. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, well, I've been telling you that for years. Yeah, I know. No, he's I know. aces. He's aces. Yeah. But off the pup list, Shep, we all know. Yeah. Um, looks great, dude. Looks great the way he's running. Um, now the big surprise, the offensive side of the ball was Joe Shane giving an interview with some uh, during a course of an interview with somebody. And he said that Wandell's a couple weeks away next week. So Un- unbelievable. A little surprise. Yeah. I mean, I've been watching Wandell. He's looks like he's moving pretty good. But to say, if you ask me, say, say Shane never said that, Jerry, and you ask me, Chris, how far would you go? I would still say probably September, late September. Well, that looks like he's he looks like he's gonna be off the pup list, you know, in a couple of weeks, according to Joe Shane. I so think he, he would know. So. so if he's coming off the pup list, right? We had, you know, you have Hodgins, Slayton, Hyatt. And and Paris Campbell, they're the four. Robinson would now be the fifth. Dude, you're going to have Beasley, Shepard, Jamison Crowder, Colin Johnson, some nice names fighting for a sixth, maybe seventh spot. I, before it was, Absolutely. well, you know what? Maybe two or three of those guys would make it because Robinson's going to be on pup for a yeah. while. And Shep's making it, bro. Yeah, okay, fine. Bro, so, Shep's Shep, it, so Shep's hey, making it. If Shep came back, right, and I saw him every day, and, was, and I'm saying, and I'm saying, man, he looks slow. You know, yeah. He looks. He just doesn't look like Shep anymore. You know, his knees finally caught the injury. Jerry, he he's bursting. He's cutting. He's running route. He looks better than ever. So he's the sixth. Or, yeah, Shep's going to make or, it, man. Or he's one, whatever. One through six. He's one of the six. Then you have, are they keeping seven or eight? Now it's Beasley Crowder, Colin Johnson. It's a nice problem. Again, dude, it's a nice problem to have. Almost yeah. feels like an abundance of riches, yeah. man, a little bit. Yeah. And if you had to ask me, I tell you, Jeff, if you had to ask me right now. Yeah. I think Beasley and Crowder will be on the out. Wow. And Colin Johnson, who's still making plays. Bro. I was going to ask you that. How is he doing? I mean, he's making plays. He made a couple more today with Tyrod. He's a big guy. Yeah. Um, now, I mean, you know, Beasley's a Dable guy, knows the system. He can really still do some things and move the chains. I don't know. It's going to be a battle with those guys. But I think Dable keeps seven. Okay. Um, I think one obviously will be inactive on game day. Right. Um, but he'll keep the seven. I think Crowder is on the outs mm-hmm. right now. I don't think Jameson's going to make it. Um, and then Beasley, Colin Johnson. I think Shep without – the only way I know Shep wouldn't make it, Jerry, is that he looks a little slow. He doesn't – he looks Shep-like. Wow. Okay? He looks Shep-like, which is – I mean, I, look, Jerry, I said a couple a month ago when I saw him, I was like, I can't believe the way he's running the cutting, Jerry. He's yeah. going to be off the puck quick. Yeah. He was, and, and I'm watching him, Jerry, and running route, and I'm saying to myself, he's not, he doesn't look slow at all. He looks like he was never even injured. Unbelievable. And I'm not saying this because I love Shep and all that. I'm, I'm telling you like it is. Yeah, right, right, right. He's making the team, bro. That's, you know? that's, that's one through six. And we don't even know if they're going to keep seven. We think they're going to keep seven. Yeah, but- I mean, we think they're going to, like, Dable likes to keep seven. Um, but we don't know because it depends on the rest of the roster, sure. man. Yeah, yeah, they're going to keep three you tight know? ends. Probably. So oh, it, it's just a question. Right. So it's four? right. So, keep last year? Four, right? Yeah. So it's just, it, it's so. one position is going to suffer and you don't know which one it's going to be or not suffer, but be a little shorter. So, but uh, that's unbelievable. And, and if, if, if Wandale comes back sooner than later, like, wow, again, man, um, mm-hmm. nice problem to have. And it, it would make sense that you said that 
if Colin Johnson is having uh, a good camp, then, you know, he's obviously not a slot guy. He's going to be on the outside. So it would make sense that they would want to keep another player who's doing well on the outside just because you have an abundance of riches in the slot. So, yeah, I mean, and he's a big guy. Yeah, right. He's a big guy, you know. Um, I mean, I'm looking, I'm thinking about the receivers right now, Jerry. What's the biggest receiver we have? Probably Colin Johnson or well, oh, Bryce, Bryce, Ford Colin. Bryce, Bryce Ford. <laughs> Bryce Ford Wheaton doesn't care. Well, he, he's not making a team. He's going to uh, help you at practice. Uh, Slayton or Hyatt, right? 6'1. Right? 6'1. You know? Yeah, yeah. And Colin Johnson's 6'3. Um, yeah. If they're looking, thinking size wise and he's making plays, but we'll see. Yeah. You know, we'll see, we'll see which way they go, but it'll be a battle for those last few spots. Right now, um, the way I see it is Jamison Crowder's on the outs. Okay. All right, guys, we're going to take a break. We're 20 minutes in already. We're going to take a break and be right back with the Giant Insider Podcast. Hang on one second. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And we're back. Folks, you listen to the Giant Insider Podcast with Chris. Nobody beats the biz. Biz Ignano and Jerry Foley. Excited, man. Um, receiver position. Very exciting. And, and, you know, Hyatt's emergence as a deep threat. And looks like he's, I don't know, man. You, you, you keep tweeting he's doing well in every practice. Like, this is really interesting. This offense could be a lot of fun despite, you know, guys. Nobody jump off the, the, the bridge, uh, the Verrazano, the outer bridge, whatever bridge you're near. Uh, because Daniel had a little bit of a rough day today. This offense should be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, and the weapons that we have now are, um, there's a lot of them. So, Yeah, yeah. Just a couple more pup guys, Jerry, yeah, that, came, that came off the pup list. Um, very important. One of them, uh, A'shaun Johnson. Mm. Uh, excuse me, <laughs> A'shaun Robinson, right. um, which is a big body that they're going to need, especially the defensive lineman down in this camp. They've been shorthanded with defensive linemen. You know? Yep. Uh, but he's off the pup. He, yep. he didn't work in any team drills today, but he's working his way back. And Marcus McKethan. Yep. Um, a young man that was playing pretty decent last year in camp before he went down with his season-ending injury. He is back. Yeah. Um, um, so that's a nice offensive line kid to get in there, work in there, let him get ramped up a little bit. Next week he should be probably, probably in some team drills next week. Uh, maybe even see a little bit of action against Carolina next Friday night. Um, so that's I love what I love what Ashawn I love what Ashawn Robinson said about wanting to be a giant, wants to be part of something special when they asked him why do you think special? And he said, Well, did you see what happened here last year? I love that answer. Um, and he's gonna he's gonna provide a lot of help along a line that, you know, Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams played way too much last year. We always talked about it. Played way too many snaps. It's gonna go a long way with him coming in, Roaches coming in, hopefully Davidson coming back soon. Um, if he's not, I don't, he didn't come off pup, right? He's still DJ Davidson's still DJ Davis is still on pup. Yes. Okay. So there, there's some depth there as well, but a Robinson, man, I loved his answer. Loved it. Yeah. Um, and he's, he look, he's a proven veteran, bro. Yep. Super Bowl champion Yep. against the run. Um, so, but uh, Jerry, getting back to the offense, right? Yep. Just, um, you know, McCathan in the offense, uh, a Sean in the defense comes off the pup. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you look at this offense, right? And I have to admit, bro, one concern 
right now is, and they're trying to figure it out. Who's going to be the swing tackle? Okay. Um, Matt Pert, Corey hmm. Cunningham. I mean, look, you got Andrew Thomas, you got Evan Neal. Well, well, one golf a bit goes down in a game. Who's coming in? Do Do you think they hope it's McKethan? We'll see. I don't know about him as a tackle. He he, he cross trained. He did both last year in camp. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Jerry, we'll get more answers mm-hmm. as we start watching him work his way in where they put him. Mm-hmm. You know, um, for what I understand, Pert struggled a little bit today. Um, of course, you know, going against a guy like Hutchinson, but nobody wants to hear that. You know, here's the thing. You know, I understand Hutchinson's really good, right? Second year kid, you know, the whole deal for the Lions and. You know, he got him. I think he got him once today, this and that. Yeah. But here's the thing, dude. You know, if you're playing the Cowboys a month from now, yeah. and golf a bit, the second series, Evan Neal, Andrew goes down. Mm. And now you got, say it's Pert, just argument's sake, right? Just say it's Pert. Oh, yeah, he's, he's that swing guy, right? It's going to be Pert. Pert comes in. Dude, nobody wants to hear that. Oh, well, well Demarcus Lawrence just threw him, threw him aside like a beanbag and, and just killed <laughs> Daniel. But, but, you know, Demarcus Lawrence is pretty good. Yeah, right. No. We're tired of hearing that. Right. You got to do your job. Right. We have to be really good now, too. So I'm, yes. You know, I'm looking at Corey Cunningham. Yeah. I'm looking at the Matt Pertz. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying to myself, well, there's one little sign, right? Evan Neal goes down the other day in camp with a concussion. He enters protocol. Neal jumps up. Uh, Pert jumps in for him. Yeah. Okay. So that kind of gives you a little bit of indication, like, okay, I guess I'm looking at Matt for that swing tackle, right? Right. Um, so we'll see what happens, but it's a concern, bro, because you don't want a, t- you know, I, I shouldn't say tomato, but you don't want a guy that's not blocking well, you know, in this division or anything, you know what I mean? Because yeah. you're facing a lot of quality guys from the Eagles to the Washington to, of course, Dallas, they got Micah, they got DeMarcus, you know, guys like that. Um, so that's, that's a position that concerns me, dude. Because another reason, just one second, Jay, I'll let you Yeah, no, in. go ahead. Go ahead. Another reason, because look, Evan Neal missed time last year. Right. Has a concussion already this year. I'm not saying he's injury prone, but he did miss time last year. And what if he goes down? You know? So Yeah, the biggest concern for me is right tackle, just because you want to see Neil improve. I mean, really right side of the line, right? Glowinski didn't wasn't dominant last year. I mean, it was average yeah, last year. Average. So average. Yeah. Neil struggled. So What's going to happen on the right side of that line? And we're assuming Schmitz is going to be the man, but he's a rookie still, right? So all of a sudden, the 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 problem that existed last year is starting to happen and, and manifest itself now. And the biggest concern for me was, will Neil take the next step? I don't even want to think about what if Neil's out. Like, that's just another thing that you have to deal with. I know injuries are part of it, but I just hope he can get back and we can see what he can do now. So, look, I don't know how serious the concussion was, but – and 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 if he's going to play Friday, but you know, it's a, it's a concern. It was a concern going in. If he's going to improve, let alone even play. And is it going to be Pert behind him or Corey Cunningham? So if that's the case, um, you know, it's, it's a lot, it's not going to be, it's a lot worse than I thought it was. That's all. So. Well, it's just a matter of, you know, that swing tackle has to get settled down. Who's it yeah. going to be? Yeah. You know, um, and if, you know, I don't think Neil will play Friday, Jerry. He's still in protocol right yeah. now. Now it's, now it's not serious. 
he if it was anything somewhat serious, he would have even got on a plane to Detroit. So it's not serious. They right, expect that's the only thing back. that gave me hope, Chris. To be honest they with you, expect him back soon. You know, yeah. it's not like it's going to be a lingering. Oh, well, it shouldn't be lingering. You never know what head injury, but it shouldn't be lingering. They expect him back man. pretty soon. I don't expect him um, Friday night at all. Um, so this is going to be important. Those guys yeah. that get in and get those snaps. Yeah. You know, like say Matt starts Friday night, right? Yep. I'm sure Neil's not playing. So Matt's going to probably start Friday night. Mm. You know, if the Lions go with their ones, I don't know what they're going to do defensively the first few series or not, but I want to see that. I hope, you know, Kaminsky's out there. I hope Hutchison's out there. Yeah, you want to see him go against their ones. I want to see him go against the ones and get those reps in. Right. right. Because right now that swing tackle position is is a concern. You know, you can't just say, Oh, you know, don't worry about it. We got Neil because somebody could get hurt, man. And you got a guy, you you need a guy to step in there and play solid football. Yeah. All right. Um, you want to talk about Daniel at all? I mean, I you know, he's having the best camp that you've ever that you've seen so far. Yeah. Um, had a little bit of a rough day today. I'm look, I'm not worried about it just because I'm not I'm excited that he's having a good camp, but it doesn't mean anything until you get to the games, right? So I can't right. you can't react one way, then react the other. It's exactly. just Right. He had to be somewhat consistent. So I'm happy he's having a great camp. Um, if you he, if he struggle today, well, come back tomorrow and see what happens. It's the first time he faced a different team. So, you know, these things yeah. happen. I mean, I'm not going to lose my mind over it. I don't think Giant fans should. No. I mean, it's not like he didn't complete a pass today. He was completing passes. He missed some right. on the sideline routes. He, he admitted it afterwards. What I was happier to hear, I'll be honest with you, Chris, I was happy to hear that guys were open and he missed them rather than, Nobody's open. Then it's like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> right. Force here we go balls. again. Another year of guys not getting open. Right. Yeah. From so. what I understand, it was you know there was some guys that he missed up. They separated a little bit. Right. They were good. separated, and now the, now the Lions got some guys who could cover a little bit. You know, they they, they brought Mosley over from the 49ers. They brought um, uh, Cameron Sutton away. Always like <laughs> they brought him over. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so they got some guys out there um, that could cover a little bit, and they got some. You know, they, from what I understand, you know, some reading the reports from the Giants guys. That you know, they got, it had some separation at times, but Daniel just missed them. Yeah, right. You know? And he said afterwards, he goes, "I can't miss those." He goes, "But those are missed opportunities. I can't have missed opportunities." You know. But he also had a lot of nice throws. He was also connect. He yeah. also completed a lot of passes today. You yeah. kind of get the feel when you look at it. You say, "Well, Daniel, didn't, he didn't even have a completion today." You know what I mean? But no, you know, he just missed some things, and he has, you know, that they have to tighten it up a little bit. No reason to panic at all. I want to ask you about um, the Barkley double move play that's been happening. Mm. They're, doing, they're doing that a lot this summer. I've seen the last week and a half that Saquon's doing that little double move. It's really like a little out and up. That's yeah, what it is, out and you up. Know? Yeah, right. It's like a little out and up out of the backfield. And um, he got my boy Alex Anzalone today, my paisan there from uh, <laughs> um, from Detroit. Uh, and uh, it's it's I tell you, man, if they can get isolated in that, that's something I guess you're going to see. Yeah, that little out and out, out and up route from Saquon, not the wheel route. Right, <laughs> I was going to say, guys, not the wheel route. You know, right. I haven't seen many. Believe it or not, Jerry, I'm not even going to say it. Which I, means you know, we are going to see gonna the gonna wheel happen. route. We're going to see the wheel route and no out and up. Jerry, this is what's going to happen, right? I've been talking about the wheel route for Saquon for three years. Okay, <laughs> so I haven't seen it much in camp. Right. So you know what's going to happen, right? The Dallas game, you're going to see a wheel from Saquon. Watch this. And I'm going to say, that there it is. And you're going to send it in capital letters tweeting. There's the wheel route. There's the wheel from Saquon. Yeah. You know, right. but No, but seems to be his choice of route the last few weeks has been that little out and up. You know, I, yeah. I sold up on a linebacker. But Saquon could do it all. He could run those little choices. I was going to say, it must be nice to be a running back, to be that fast, have those kinds of hands, and have that kind of talent yeah. to be able to run that route. There's not many of them that can pull that off. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So Saquon's really good at those choices, those little angle routes. And, of course, now he's added this little 
out and up, you know, and, and hopefully uh, that's part of the old uh, the game plan, which I'm sure Dave will. Look, Dave and Kafka, I've said this before, dude, they're like two mad scientists. They're always thinking of new things, you know, right. new right. plays. How can we get this matchup? That's, you know, and all that. So uh, it be interesting to see if Saquon break, if they break that out in the first game. Yeah. All right, dude, you want to, uh, you want to jump over to uh defensive side of the ball? Yeah, sure. So um, today, uh, actually a guy that's, uh, I think it was third in a depth shot. Now, Bobby McCain is safety. He's actually behind Dane Belton yeah. um, on a depth shot. Yeah. Um, made some plays today. He supposed he had a really good practice. Yeah. Um, and like we talked about the Adoree, Trey Hawkins thing, we'll see if they stick with that. Um, I got a question for you. I like Pennock. I'm just going to ask you this. Yeah, yeah. What is it about Pennock that they like more than Dane Belton? Is it, is it, I don't know. I'm just curious. Yeah. Okay. I, I, Jerry has seen things that he does better than Dane, I guess right now. Yeah. Like maybe scheme wise or whatever. And, yeah. and look, I'm happy. I like Pennock. You know that. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm curious. That, and, and kudos to, kudos to Dable, right? Because a lot of times and, and Shane, because a lot of times when, when you, when you draft someone, you automatically kind of put them in front. I mean, this is a guy they picked up last year. Like we said, that the Jets caught him with the intention of signing him. We picked him up and said, you know, we, we brought him in and now he now he's starting, right? Ahead of a draft pick from last year. Yeah. So it's not just what is what does Banks say? No more um scholarships. scholarships yeah. Right. So kudos to them for that. But I was just curious. Pinnock's making plays like crazy, but I, I'm yeah. just curious as to what they saw. That's all. Because I like There you I go. Like, you, you just Jerry, yeah. you just answered it. Yeah, yeah. He's making plays like crazy. Yeah. All <laughs> you right, know? okay. So, and you know what? You know what? It's not like Belton's having a miserable camp. He's having a pretty decent camp, and right. that's that's reflected by him being number two in the depth chart. He's ahead of the veteran McCain, who I who I had as a number one going into yeah, camp. Right. Okay. Yep. So it's not like Belton has been a tomato out there. He's having a pretty decent camp himself. But like you just you just answered your own question. Yeah. What, what do you think? Well, it's you know plays. what? Jason's making plays. One-handed interceptions. <laughs> He's making plays, yeah. you know, and what, and that one-handed interception is, you know, it's great for Twitter <laughs> and the highlights, but if he's looking like a, you know, like a tomato out there, the rest of the camp, that one hand wouldn't mean crap. Right. He's playing good football right now. You know, he's yeah. playing good football. He's a physical kid too, man. Yeah, he is. He is. He's a physical kid. Hits almost you know? like a linebacker. Yeah. He's a, you know, he's a, he's a physical guy, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, and he's making plays. There you go. Uh, that's, you know, there right now. So look, this Jerry, there's still a whole three weeks of training camp. Um, two, three preseason games. Mm-hmm. It'll all get sorted out. And like you said about Dable and Shane, right? Wasn't that guy? He's playing ahead of their draft pick, right? I mean, Dable said that from day one. Right. Hey, if you deserve to play, if you're playing better, it doesn't matter where you're from. Love it. Either you're number one pick or you're just off the streets of Staten Island. You just show up and play football, okay? doesn't matter. It wasn't always like that either, so I love it. Right. So whoever plays the best is going to play. We don't give a crap about your contract. We don't yep. give a crap where you were drafted. Well, I think they've proven that, right? They got, you know, they got, they're going to have a guy they signed off a practice squad, maybe starting over the, one of their draft picks or yeah. even a veteran that they brought, that they brought in. Yeah. Right. Right. And when they brought Bobby McCain and Jerry, I'm yeah, no, you were saying he's going to be heard, They brought him in to, to be a veteran presence back there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Somebody else on defense that we're both very excited about, but apparently um, your buddy Carl Banks is even more excited. And what he put out there, look, I could see it, but I, I, it, I, it's definitely the over of what I would say, 12 sacks. I would say 12 is probably 
Ojolari's over under, but he thinks he has the potential to get 15. Now yeah. we said in the short time that he played last year, he had, I think five and a half sacks in seven games. He was the best pass rusher when he was on the field. Uh, but he thinks Carl Banks thinks, and look, Carl Banks has forgotten more football than I will ever know. Um, but he thinks he can get 15 sacks. And if he's thinking that, that, I mean, that, look, that gets me excited to get giant fans excited, but I even think that's higher than we thought originally. I mean, I, I, I kind of yeah. said 12. Yeah. Yeah. I had it. I had a double digit. I didn't have it that high. I like your number, like 11, 12. That's yeah. Like, you know, with 17 games, but Carl thinks he's got that potential. And Hey, Jerry, you know, not for nothing, but you look at his sack numbers, right. With the amount of games he's played. Yeah. It kind of adds up to like a 15 number if he plays 17 games. It right, does. right, right. It's almost like home run ratio used to be. Like he didn't yeah. play as many games, but your home run ratio was one for every 20 at bats or whatever. Right. His his sacks are like almost like one a game that he plays. So, That's why Carl put it out there, and yeah. you know what? The numbers don't really dispute that. Right, right. They but really you, don't. You and you even asked Ojolari, right? You asked him about playing with with Kayvon Thibodeau and. Um, yeah trying to stay healthy and what he's done differently. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's be, exciting. It could be an exciting duo. It could be a very exciting duo. Yeah, absolutely. We just got to keep Aziz healthy. Uh, you know, Thibodeau, no, let's not forget Thibodeau missed a few games this year, right? Didn't yeah, he? early on. And before he got rolling. So, um, yeah, yes, as usual, you know, Aziz, is, look, Aziz had a little knee issue going in Georgia, came over here. He's been injured the few, few you know, the first few years a little bit. Um, so we're hopefully going to keep him healthy. You know, he's changing some, <clears throat> some of his workout. Uh, schedule of what he likes to do. He's kind of changing up a little bit. They're giving him a lot of reps off too, Jerry. They're trying to keep him fresh in training camp. Mm-hmm. He had two days in a row off, dude. Yeah. He just came back. You yeah. Know? He had two training camp practices off. So nice. Dable's very conscientious about giving these guys, you know, off days. Off. Leo had two days in a row off. People thought something was wrong with Leo. Right. But, you know, Dable wants to keep them fresh. He, he wants to keep these guys fresh. Smart. Man. So. Smart. Look, Jerry, it is what it is. That's today's football. You know, I know, it's, you know, you know, the old time is like, you know, oh, two a days, these guys can't even practice this stuff, you know, but that's today's football, man. Keeping legs fresh, keeping guys fresh. I'm fine with it with guys who had injuries last year too, Chris, to be honest with you. So or guys, you know, guys who are coming off injuries and have trouble staying healthy. You want to give them some time off. I get it. So I have no issue with it at all. I, I'll be honest with you, Chris. I don't have anything. I have no problems with whatever Dable and Shane decide right now. They, they, they're walking on water for me right now. Um, the, the way they built this team together. What do we have? 50 million in cap space next year from Shane. Like, guys, whatever decision you make right now, I'm I'm on board with. But I, I do, in all honesty, um, I like what they're doing uh, with, with this, uh, yeah, what do they call it, it? Uh, work days or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Jerry. I mean, you see days. it around the league. Yeah. This is what teams do now. Yeah. You know, the, I mean, the old days of two-day was insane at times. Guys were banged up going into the season and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because they were blasting each other two-a-days, you know? Yeah. It is what it is now. Now, does that maybe contribute a little bit to a little sloppy football the first few weeks? Yeah. No, I think it does. Don't get me wrong. I think the first few weeks of the NFL season – Miss tackle-wise, a little sloppy. I think a lot of that has to do they don't hit in camp. And right. a lot of guys was, don't even – they don't even play in preseason anymore. Yeah, and I was going to say it's more the the fact that they don't hit in camp than the rest that contributes to it, I think. Absolutely. Technique, yeah. right? You, yeah. you, and that, I think that is definitely a factor in a lot of sloppy football in September with teams. Chris, I, remember, I really remember when Parcells would say quarterbacks live? Like – what was that a hundred years ago? Like incredible. Oh my god. Quarterbacks incredible. live with Lawrence Taylor and Carl Banks coming off the edge. Just yeah. I'd be like, just kill me now. Just bury yeah. me. 
there, there was a time in training camp, Jerry, where um, Carl Banks, <laughs> Banks, he, he, there were short linebackers. Yeah. There were down linebackers mm. um, injury-wise. And yeah. Parcells and Belichick, they had Carl playing like every rep in training camp, two days, because <laughs> there was short – and. Banks needed a blow in a worse way. And Parcells kept telling him, no, stay out there. You know, this is training, you know. And Banks was like years later laughed about it. And, you know, I remember Carl telling me once he goes, it was it was like borderline like torture. You know? <laughs> you know? He goes, I was exhausted. And 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 I wanted you, I was trying to give Belichick and Parcells like a head nod, like, get me out of here. And he's and they were just like, stay out there. What the hell? You know, what do you think this is? You know, and oh boy, God. boy, have times changed. Really has, dude. I mean, what, what a difference just from the like early 90s, right? Like, wow. Oh, my God. I mean, so. do you see what's going on in Washington already? Players are complaining that Eric Bieniemy is too hot on him. Yeah, I love <laughs> it. I love it. Oof. So yeah. s- speaking of that, we're going to come back from the break. And I want to talk about some things happening in the division. Well, first, we'll see if there's anything else we want to talk about with the Giants. But I want to talk about some developments that have happened inside of our division as well, guys. Right. You're listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Chris Bizignano and Jerry Foley. Hang on one second. And we're back. Folks, listen to the Giant Insider Podcast with Jerry Foley and Chris. Nobody beats the biz, Bizignano. Anything else you want to talk about with the Giants before we get to this other, the, the NFC stuff? Uh, I just to make no, sure you covered everything. That's all, Chris. Yeah, we got the guys off the pop. Tomorrow's the second joint scrimmage with yeah. the Lions. And, the, and the first, do you believe it, Jerry? The first preseason game is Friday night. Unbelievable. Cannot wait. I can't wait. I, I get so psyched for preseason still. 48 years old. I love preseason. As you should. As I you love should. watching the third stringers. Watch yep. the whole damn game. As you should. You yep. want to see what these guys are doing, man. Yep. You know, uh, Let's see who looks good, who's having a good game, You know, who's who helped himself and who maybe doesn't help himself. Yep. All that, all that stuff, you know. So, um, yeah, Friday night, incredible. I can't believe I'm even saying that, to be honest with you. But Friday night, the first preseason game. Um, so, so inside the division, um, what, mm. are you, what are you doing with Zach Martin? Are you contacting him? Are you telling yeah, him, him that he yeah. should be unhappy? I can't 14? believe the way Jerry Jones is disrespecting you. Fourteen million a year, and they're not going to budge, dude. I mean, I can make that on a golf course. I told him, I, this is what they're giving you. Uh, you're from Notre Dame. You don't get $14 million a year. You get more than that. Who the hell is Jerry Jones to talk about Parsons and you? If it wasn't gonna... for you, the offensive line would be crap. And... <laughs> all fun, you know, all fun. But look, Zach's not reporting. I hope he holds out. I hope he holds out the first game to make a point. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, um, yeah, look, a few things going on in this division. You know, I never seen Jerry an owner do what Jerry Jones is doing with this situation. What do you mean by that, Chris? Well, he's kind of like, he's like pitting these two guys against each other. Like It's like he's talking about, he tells Zach Watt, hey, I can't pay you. I got to pay my boy Parsons. Like, what? Yeah, when was the last time John Mara did that? Never. Uh, Like, that's crazy to me. I mean, I think that's crazy. Crazy. You know, he's basically saying, well, who am I going to give it to? You or Parsons? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, how do you, I can't believe Jerry Jones is going there with that, but he has. Do you think he's and still their best lineman? Zach Martin? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right. Who's better than him? Every no, I know. I'm just asking. Now. You know right. how time he spent about 12 years in the league? And, yeah. And he's been – no, Zach Martin – look, Zach Martin's not coming off the best of years, but he's still their best lineman. Yeah, I agree. You know? Yeah. It's a, um, it's a huge loss if he doesn't – if this goes – and lingers into September. It's a huge issue for them. Yeah, yeah. Look, knowing Jerry Jones, it'll get done. Something to watch. You'll see it before the first game. It'll get done. Yeah. Uh, but little turmoil. I like it. 
in Dallas, you know. <laughs> the, uh, the, the Eagles the, go out, Jerry. Uh, yeah. We talked about it before, before we uh, went on the uh, air here, started the podcast. The Eagles go out and they sign uh, Miles Jack, a guy, a linebacker. I couldn't believe was still out there that nobody signed them. And Zach Cunningham, a guy I think still has some pretty decent, you know, reps in him, man. Um, uh, so uh, the Eagles obviously concerned about their linebacker position. The Kobe Dean, I think, is hurt again. Yeah. You know, so. And and that's why I'm not cons- – like when it happened, I, I, I pulled three Eagle fans that I know. Now, right. look, for their for all their flaws, Eagle fans know their team pretty well. I, that's why I always say, like, they can tell you their third string right tackle. I'll give them that right. credit. Right, right. But but they've 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 fallen into this false sense of security that because of the success they've had over the last five to ten years, whatever move they make is the best move. This mm-hmm. okay, I can't believe we got this guy. So when I saw that, two of the three said to me, "Great moves! Oh my god, I can't believe we got them for so cheap." Mm-hmm. And then the third guy said, "Well, Why are they out there, <laughs> right?" And well, that means we're worried about N'Kobe Dean. Yeah, and if you listen to Philly radio. Yeah. The whole defense isn't resting on N'Kobe Dean, but their run defenses, a lot of their run defenses, yeah. right? Yeah. So you still have, although their line is loaded, there's a lot of young guys on that line, right? Guys that don't, haven't played yet. You know, Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, um, Jordan Davis had a lot of injuries last year. They're, they're loaded, but N'Kobe Dean is a integral part of that defense. And the way they talk about him was they were excited about him. So if they're picking up somebody who was released by the Steelers in Miles Jack and Zach Cunningham, who... I didn't has he's good, but he hasn't lived up to his first round status. To yeah. me, that was a little bit of desperation on their part. So I, I'm yeah. for the Giant fans who are freaking out again. I'm I'm not as concerned about it, but I just thought we should bring it up. That's all. Yeah, I wouldn't freak out over it. Um, but you know the Eagles also have a way of getting these guys, and they play pretty good football for them too. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, um, so that's why like a guy like Miles Jack, who I thought played pretty well for the Steelers last year, he's a good cover linebacker. Right. Um. He's a guy that could probably give him some good ball. We'll see. You look, they're also out there until August for a reason, too. Right, right, right. So, and 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 we're a team. You you can argue, Chris, that we're a team that needs depth on inside linebacker right now, and we need to pick either guy up. Again, I'm going by the Joe Shane knows everything mantra that I'm kind of going with right, right. now. But it was like, all right, they signed for two and a half million each. We have over four in cap space. If we really wanted them, we could have signed them, and we didn't. So right. I don't know. I. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. You know, yeah. uh, it's both sides of the argument. One, they're still pretty good players. Two, why are they still out there? Right? Yeah, right, right, right. right. And this is very, and this, I want to bring something up too. Um, now, Joe Shane was on the Rich Eisen show mm. from NFL Network. And Eisen came at him a little bit. I could see it. Eisen came at him, and he was kind of wondering why, if it was only a couple million dollar difference between you and Saquon, why don't you just sign the kid? Why don't you just. You know, he's a face, you know, he's, all, he's Saquon Barkley and all that. Mm-hmm. And how the hell could that hold you up? You know, why don't you just well, give him his money that he wants? He's a star and all that. And Joe Shane came up with a great answer. And I, Shane says, it's not about that, too. It's about what we valued him. Plus, you can't just say, oh, it's only $2 million. Yeah, yeah, give it to him because that $2 million could sign a guy down the road. Right. Because you always have to fill, you know, you're always going to add the rosters, you know, take. Sure. I thought it was a great. Uh, so people who are like kind of wondering about, well, you know what? It was only $2 million, uh difference, $3 million difference, whatever it was. I can't believe the Giants didn't do that. And that, look, that's that's an argument. I, I get it. You can make that argument, no doubt about it. But 
to listen to what Joe Shane said about, but just don't say, like, he came back at Eisen a little bit, like, not an essay. He was just saying, just don't say, well, it's $3 million, What's the big deal? Yeah. $2 million, What's the big deal? Right. Because, like Joe said, that $2 million could sign a guy like, like a Miles Jack. But they didn't. Right. I understand they didn't do it. No, I know. Saying, I get it. Yeah. What do you sign for the Eagles, Jay? One year? 2.5. Two, two they, I think they each signed for one year, 2.5, I think. Okay. Well, those are the type of guys like you need that money for. So it's not just like, well, we're just going to not do nothing with this $2 million. Why, you know, but, but you know, screw Saquon. I'm not giving it to him anyway. No, no. That's not the right. way it works. Right, right. I thought right. that was a great answer by Joe. People yeah. seem to forget that you need that too. Yeah. You know, down. You know, so that $2 million that you think is just like, oh, what's the big deal? No, you know, it's a roster you got to build. And Joe was kind of just making that point of that two million is for a guy we might have to sign down the road. Yeah. So I, I mean, think it was a great point by Shane. Just, just yeah. look, folks, just to get both sides of the argument. Just, that's yeah, just both sides totally. of the argument. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, Staten Island's own Rich Eisen, right? Yes. Staten Island's own Rich Eisen. Going yeah. out with the tough questions. Um, yeah, we're going to need that two and a half million or four million, whatever it is, to sign a. Jadevion Clowney when the time comes. So anyway. All right, Chris. Uh, questions. Get out of No, I know. I don't want it to happen. I'm just joking. Anyway, um, we'll get to questions now. And Adriana, Mr. Glass Half Full, Spiro from New York Revival. Brian, uh, we kind of answered the questions. I just want to call you guys out. You always listen to the podcast and thank you. But we've kind of hit on all three of the questions uh, that you guys asked. So I'm going to start off with Mr. Hollywood 601. Uh, how long before Hyatt becomes a true starter this season? And do you think he become you think he can become a number one receiver, Chris? Oh, I think he could become a number one receiver down the road. Yeah. I I think that question is for down the road, right? Not not first game. Right. Um, oh, I think so. Oh, absolutely. Look what this kid is doing. He's way ahead of schedule, bro. He's how, way ahead of schedule. How soon do you think he could be starting this year? Just curious. If there is a if there is a game. If not, you know, it's fine. Starting, I, I, I let's see how Hodges progresses. Let's see what he does if he could come back and play well like he did last year. Yeah, I don't know how soon. I, I hate to even look at it like that because it no, might not start and still play fifty something snaps. You know, right? I, exactly. Yeah, I yeah, hate yeah. to even yeah. look at it like that, people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, like it's, in football, it's not a big deal. You're not. Uh, I'm not talking about offensive line. I'm talking about receivers. Yeah. Okay, you don't start. You know, but doesn't mean you're not going to play forty something snaps, fifty snaps either. Um, but let's get to the number one. Um, Jalen is is ahead of he's ahead of the program, bro. What yeah. what they thought? Yeah, you know. And I think he even had a nice day today, going against another jersey. You know, he's running these routes. He's showing good hands too, Joe. He's not dropping balls. You know, yeah. it's not like you know sometimes Daniel's hitting him and he have a drop here and then you're like, oh come on, Jalen, you got to hold on to. That. Haven't seen that either. Awesome, you know. I can't wait um, to see this kid. Uh, so the kid, I mean, he's just way ahead of schedule, man. I, you know, was, you know, he kind of got worked in slowly in the OTAs, even in camp at first a little bit. You know, ma- mandatory mini camp, he was with the threes and twos a little bit. And now you see him. You know, he's just. I tell you, this kid wants it, man. This kid wants it. He wants to be great, man. And um, I tell you, he's been he's having a great camp. Good stuff. The Mecca of NYG. Biz, great job on the camp coverage. And Jerry, your enthusiasm is contagious. Love the pod on YouTube. Thanks, man. And subscribe, folks. Uh, with the depth at wide receiver and the report about Wandell coming back early, do you see him getting a package where he's in the backfield as a second running back at all? Are they showing that look at all, Chris? With hope. With Wandell Robinson. Well, he hasn't been on the field. 
Yeah, how stupid! What a that was my that was a stupid question on my part, but I'm sorry. That's all right. No, no, he has been on the field. We haven't seen, but yes. we have seen. No, I can tell you this: I have seen Paris Campbell in the backfield. Okay, all right. And I've seen I've seen Saquon without Wildcat. So, so again. can you, you? I guess you could see it with Wandale too. Then, if if Paris, oh, I don't know, Jerry, I don't know. I, I don't. Did we see that last year when he was in there? I'm trying to remember when he played those first eight games, whatever it was. I'm trying to see if we saw that. I back, thought but. I saw it in ten, the Tennessee game. I think, but. I don't remember. I remember, but it looks like Saquon, um, you know, with that with that little wildcat, that's going to be back. Yeah, and uh, you're going to see a little Saquon with a little halfback option play with too this year. Get ready for that one. I'm telling you that now. Yep. And look, it would it surprise you to see Jalen Hyatt? You know, it's all kinds of different packages, different looks Kafka and Dable like to present. Yep. You know, so as far as Wanda, I don't know. Once he gets out there in camp, we'll see. I'll let everybody know if I see that, you know, um, in, as a formation one time if he's in that backfield. Uh, Oscar Nieves with the Hawkins question, but we answered it already. I'd just like to call out people who always ask questions, who always listen, um, and I don't get to the question just because Chris kind of answered it already. Uh, Michelle Collins chiming in for the first time in a while. Hey, guys, super excited about Jones when he is making all these great passes. Is there a pass rush? Does he have more time to throw these passes compared to a game? Seriously, just curious, pumped about the season, best Giants podcast out there. Thanks, Michelle. Um, so is there a pass rush when he's doing this, Chris? On the team drills, there is, but you know, obviously, you could step up. Nobody's going to hit him. You know, you could take a few extra seconds and get rid of the ball. A lot of times, they'll blow it dead if it's a sack. You know, but you still get rid of it. So, look, it's not. Look, it's much different, obviously, when you know yeah. you're not going to get blasted. You know, yeah, right. There's always a pass rush, but that, but he also knows he's not going to get blasted. Yeah. So, uh, Jamie Busold at J Bus Sports. Hey guys, how does Andrew Thomas not make the top 100? That's a hell of a question. Also, uh, thoughts on slot corner. We answered that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's voted by the peers, too. That was shocking that Andrew Thomas didn't make the top 100. Um, and Jalen Hurts made number three, which I thought was ludicrous. I, I, look, he's a top 10 guy. I'll give him that, but three was nuts. But I don't know, man. I, I, I guess there's guys that fall off that list now and then, but I don't know. I don't know. And I got to be honest with you, Jerry, I could give a flying crap less. Yeah. That, all that stuff, you know, who's number 30, top 100, play, that that don't mean crap. Yeah. All that means crap for this 2023 season. You know, we know what Andrew did last year. Yeah. Uh, we fully, I mean, I see him out there dominating every damn practice. Today he was dominant. You know, nobody's beating him one-on-ones. Okay. They don't have him top 100. I, I saw that. I saw people get upset by that. I get it, but who cares? Yeah. You know, the kids, is, you know, he's, he's one of the best left tackles in the game right now. That's all that matters, bro. It really is. Oh, and God. you know what, Jeff? He, if he had a lot of these guys, you know, like Jalen Hurst, you know, that was insane. Top three, whatever it was. But that's what they voted, whatever. But a lot of these guys, they they want to see him do it two years in a row too, Jerry. Their peers. Like, oh, I don't know if he'll do it again. You know, if it, I guarantee yeah, right. if Andrew has another big year, you'll see him in the top 50, 40, 30. Whatever. Because I think Dexter Lawrence was 28, I saw. But yeah, whatever. yeah, Dex was 28. Whatever, you know. Uh, Kyle B with it was the one with the question about Hurts. Nice job, Kyle. Yeah, I, I don't know how the hell Hurts made number three, also. Um, here we go. Steve Sal- Saliga at Seattlestead. Good question because we haven't gotten to it. As always, guys, you are the best. I haven't heard anything about punter. Is there anyone competing against the hammer? If not, is there anyone teaching him to angle it out of bounds, Chris? <laughs> he always works in that, yeah. And nobody's competing against him. Yeah, no. That's, that's he, always, he always works in it. All right. A lot of receiving questions. We kind of got to it. Um, here we go. Al Nags. Hey, guys. Love the pod, the YouTube channel. Putting aside injuries, what's our biggest hurdle to overcome this year? Example, 
depth, young team, or quarterback play? What should we be most concerned about? He's most concerned. Al's most concerned with Jones, in my opinion. He relies too much on his legs and not throwing it. Look, offensive line for me. Um, that's it. I, it's just it's an easy one. I'm very concerned about the offensive line, especially with what's going on with Neil, rookie center and right guard. Based on especially what Chris said earlier on that they're, you know, Glowinski's meh. So for me, it's I don't know about you, Chris. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Offensive line still, you know. Um, look, it could be a young secondary. You got a, you got a number one playing, uh, a rookie playing, definitely for sure. One and we'll see what happens with Hawkins and all that kind of young. So that's that's the secondary is a little bit of a concern too. But I think without question, the offensive line is is a concern. And, you know, until they start playing the games and play well, um, that has to be a, a concern still, no question. You know, the fact that, that you've answered, that we've answered so many questions already uh, goes to show we're all kind of thinking of the same thing, guys, like Wandale coming back, the surprise, the offensive line, inside mm-hmm. linebacker. So, I'm, you know, I like a lot of these questions before we do the podcast. And then when the podcast happens, it's, well, we kind of answered that question already. So I don't want to just kind of ask it again, just for the hell of it, because I liked it before. Um, let me see a couple more. Okay. John R. at Yardley Skibum. Uh, maybe the last few years has made me a pessimist, but give me your top two or three reasons why this year will be successful. And we don't have another Adam Gase, Ben McAdoo, one hit wonder situation on our hands. Adam Gase. I mean, he was even a one hit wonder. I mean, okay. Ben McAdoo, (laughs) one hit wonder. Adam Gase was horrific. Adam Gase, he wasn't a one hit wonder. Yeah, no, he's no hit wonder. My God. No hit wonder. Yeah. He wouldn't have been signed by the record company. Uh, John R. I mean, I look, I mean, based on Chris being in the locker room, watching Dable firsthand, um, everything based on the, on the, the success from last year and what he did with the, with the, the talent that was on this team, it's just different. McAdoo's team was a holdover from Coughlin. They signed a bunch of guys before the season started. They signed snacks, Olivier Vernon, Janoris Jenkins. That team was pretty loaded from a talent perspective. Um, and I remember Chris, you saying you went to the practices then as a, I think as a fan and you were like, all he does is, is swing his whistle around all day long. Right. Like I mean, this is before you were <laughs> yeah. even in the insider, I think, or, yeah, or maybe yeah, yeah. Or your first year was that, that year where they nah, stunk. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Like he just, just swings his whistle around and this is a totally different guy, man. It's like, you know, it, it, it it's night and day. No. I mean, yeah. Dable swings his whistle around, but he could coach. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think they will. I, I I tell you, I think Dable and his coaching staff is one of the main reasons to be optimistic. I really do. They'll, they'll, they'll figure it out if it's not going right and all that. So, Good stuff. Um, Colin Johnson question. All right, we answered that. One more. Josh Riley at Napa White House. Napa White House. Uh, what do you think is a more likely scenario? Daniel Jones throws more interceptions over the course of the season or the Giants defense has more interceptions and Daniel Jones throws? And what do you think that number is for both? What do you think happens more, Chris? We intercept more or Jones throws more? I think we'll intercept. Oh, Daniel only had five last year, right? Yeah. So I think we'll have more than what Daniel throws. I think Daniel's going to throw eight this year uh, because he's going to have more touchdowns. So it's going to be throwing the ball down the field more. So I think he's going to have eight or nine. And I think we'll have more. I think we'll have more interceptions. Yeah. Um, not a question, but I got to read this message we got today from Kevin Phillip. Um, it's, it's astounding when we always think about the overseas fans and this one really is 
It's hilarious, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Hope you're doing well. Do you have any provisional dates being discussed for the tailgate? My wife has kindly said I can come over from Scotland for a game. Short trip. So would have been able to, to tie, would be good to be able to tie it in. No problems. Nothing being been agreed. I mean, guys, if 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 you're if your significant other or girls, your significant significant other gives you crap about going to a game, this guy's wife is letting him go from Scotland to a game. I, it's like I, I I have to go by who he when he wants to do the this this tailgate. Uh, I'm leaning towards Week Eight right now, so the Jets game. I just think that'd be a good one. It'll be crowded, a lot of fans. We'll probably combine with one of those tailgates with Giants Carb Crush, uh, Chris Rosa, who knows a bunch of people in the parking lot. And of course, Chris will have egg whites and eat grass while I stuff all food I can in my mouth. But that aside, he's got a lot of connections in the in the parking lot with with folks that you give like you pay money for like 40 bucks, all you can eat and drink. So I'm leaning towards a Jets game, guys. Feel free to respond what you think of that. But uh, I just wanted to read that, Chris. It's It amazes me. Amazing. The people that listen overseas and then to say, yeah, my wife's letting me go over for one game from Scotland. I'm like, oh my uh, God. This is Scotland, the Scotland, not Scotland, New Jersey, something I don't right. know about, right? <laughs> right. This isn't like Southwest Jersey somewhere. Is this something Scotland, Jersey, I don't know about? Oh I mean, my God, I mean, this Scotland. is like the, the Scotland, right? <laughs> Unbelievable, man. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, yeah Kevin. You, it's amazing to me, Jerry, how many people follow us and watch the podcast and all from Europe. It's unbelievable. It's amazing. It's freaking amazing. Yeah, yeah. It really is. How many people respond that are from Europe, England, Scotland? You know, all over Germany, all over. The, like, it's incredible. The it Irish really guys, right? The, the, and the uh, Brian yeah, O'Leary, yeah, the Irish guys, man. I mean, it's just incredible, man. It really it's, is. It's amazing. So anyone who says I can't make it because my significant other won't let me, you know, Kevin's coming over from Scotland, guys. So hmm. what do you say? What do you say? What are you saying? Get a divorce? No, no. I'm saying get it done. Figure it out. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So leaning towards week eight, guys. We'll see. Jets game. So pencil it in, everyone. So anything else? Jerry, what? Yeah. When's the Jets game? October? Yeah, it's October 29th. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Or 28th. That's that weekend. 29th, I think. Oh, Belichick's in uh, after Thanksgiving, I think. That's what I was confusing, those two games. Okay. Yeah, the, the right. Commanders game is the week before uh, 1 o'clock. I want to do a 1 o'clock game just because people got to work, and I want it, to – it's the easiest to do this. So I want to be conscious of everybody's schedules. If you have to work Monday morning, 4 o'clock games are terrible. So for a long yeah. tailgate. Mm. So. Mm. Interesting. What do you I think? Going, I don't know if I'm going with that one. Well, what do you think? What's wrong with a four o'clock game? Well, if you have to go to work the next day, you're just getting home later. It's like you're getting home nine, ten. Ah, well, by the time you get done tailgating and well, you think four o'clock's better? Well, you get more hours. You could start at eleven, right? At ten, whatever it is. Yeah, you could start at eight though. What if I want to eat at eight? I know everybody does, but yeah. We'll I don't know. I, I I don't I don't care either way it don't matter but I'm just saying I don't know if I'm going without because the next day's work I, and Chris like, just FYI people are gonna want you to stop by they're not just going to see me so you got to make it appear you got to make this somewhat near that media lot right that's fine I won't be able to get back out and f- no I know you know yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll make it near the media it. lot yeah. but you got to you got to come by it's like uh, I was like the Seinfeld episode you could create a minor buzz Chris your minor create celebrity a minor buzz well Jerry uh, I don't know because I haven't seen Seinfeld in a month. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Source subject. Because DirecTV can't settle with some bullshit station 
Uh, although, although if you if you if you listen to Directv, you're dealing with like ESPN or something. Like I never heard of station. Oh, they do it all the time. For a month, I haven't seen Seinfeld or the Honeymooners, and I I know you saw my frustration on Twitter. By I the did. way, they responded. They responded. Me, they responded. Okay? Yeah, because I'm get, what I'm doing. I'm getting all my development, and we're all going to throw these satellite dishes in the woods any day now. Okay. <laughs> nice. So. Oh. Comcast, here we come. Jerry, you don't understand. I know people like to tweet at me. Hey, Chris, go to Hulu. Go to YouTube. It's not the I know I could go to YouTube and watch a Seinfeld episode. I know that. Okay? Right. right. But it's not the same because when it's 11 o'clock at night, wife goes to bed. I'm sitting there, me and my dog, right? Mm -hmm. Which is like my favorite time of day, but don't don't let my wife hear that. No, I I, I get it. Yeah, sure. Okay? All right. And I sit there. I know it's 11 o'clock, 1130, and Mm -hmm. I'm going to watch Seinfeld. It's not the same like, oh, it's 8 o'clock at night. Okay, let me hit Seinfeld episode. No. Okay? And then on the weekends, you got your honeymooners on at midnight. Okay? And this is everything that DirecTV is taking away from me because they can't settle with some bullshit station I never heard of. Okay? (laughs) Awesome. Yes, I am fuming, Foley. Fuming over this. Somebody wrote on the YouTube, you looked Italian mad last week when the dog barked the second the podcast started. You went like this. And I was like, oh my God, that's Once great. again, like we talked about, I don't even know these looks I do. I didn't realize it until I looked yeah. back at the podcast and yeah. somebody did. I, saw I almost tweet. said, hey, Chris, want to start over? <laughs> but needless to say, I'm getting that look. And now I know I'm getting that look talking about direct TV yeah. and me missing Seinfeld every damn night. Mm. And I'm like, and Jerry, I'm like a total, complete buffoon. Mm-hmm. Every night I hit channel 11 just to see if it's back on. And yeah. every night I get this, please do not change the station. You see mm. what they're doing to us. Uh, you know, they start yeah. their bull crap. You know? Yeah. Mm. It's a billion dollar, but they can't come up with some number with some station. that three guys are probably doing on a satellite dish next door in my house in the woods. Give me a break. <laughs> Sorry, folks. No, good stuff. I felt the honeymoon was very important to me. Sorry. Good stuff, man. Love it. Like I said, it's really my favorite time of night. You know, and, just and, me and my dog. You know. <laughs> I can't say that loud. You know. Anything else you want to talk about? Forget Giants. Anything else? <laughs> no, this is more entertaining. Giants. This is more entertaining than Giants. No, so look. Hey, look, don't panic over today. Giants, they'll get back at it tomorrow. Um, Friday night, first game. Back at it camp next week. It's all part of the process, man. You know. So, uh, hey, Jerry, what's today's date, bro? Today's uh, the 8th. The 8th? So we're, we're almost exactly one month away from the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm going to say it again. It's something I want to see. I want to see go out and get that win. I, I want them to set that table and go out and beat Dallas that first game. I do not want to lose. I know it's 16 games after that. I get it. I like the season's over. I, I totally – I don't, trust me. I've been watching this game long enough. I know. I'm just saying I want to set that table. I want to – yeah, Set the tone. Absolutely. Go out and win that home game on a Sunday night. I really do, bro. I think it's important they go out and win that game. Yeah, the next uh, step is to the next step is to overtake another team now. And you got to overtake Dallas. You're you. going to have to beat them once. Thank you. Thank you. Right? And, and why not at home week one? Set the tone, like you said, yeah. and, you, and, and start off hot. Start off with a, a nice home win. There's going to be a lot of Dallas fans there. Shut them the hell up and send them to the exits early. That'd be Thank awesome. You. Thank you, Foley. I mean, I think this is an important game. I, I, I absolutely win this game. And you're probably going to start two and zero against an Arizona team that's not a good team and no Kyler Murray and all that stuff. You know, you know, what I'm I, I, because I, I, I hate you know. And each week is a week by week basis in this league. But you know, you right. lose that first game and you're looking at one and two, right? Because you're playing that 49er game on a short rest. Yeah, you have to think they're not going to win. Be, that one. 
that is going to be a huge challenge, a huge challenge to go out there on four days rest and knock off one of the best teams in the NFC, if not the league, you know, if not, you know what I mean? Yeah, Super Bowl contender. It looks like Brock Purdy is good to go. Unbelievable. Right. I was hoping we'd get Sam Darnold, but apparently he's good to go. So. So, hey, look, you know what's funny, Jerry? So many 49ers say that Eagle game last year, right? We all know what happened. Yeah. But there's so many 49ers that still come out and say, hey, if we had Brock the whole game, you don't don't think they're winning that game. It's amazing how many Eagles, uh, excuse me, how many 49ers still feel that if we had our guy, we would have kicked the crap out of these guys in Philadelphia. And, and that is such a valid argument as opposed to saying constantly, what is it, seven months now? Well, the turf at the Super Bowl was just really <laughs> slippery. Because the Chiefs had special shoes that were given to them by the NFL, apparently. I mean, really, Eagles? Again? Guys, you lost. Bradbury. Can't believe they call him. Jalen Hurts dropped the ball. Like, what did they, they, they gave him? Did you, did you, I, I know you, I knew, I know you had appreciated my tweet last year. When yes. I, said I just ran out of tissues in the state of oh, Pennsylvania. Oh, God. Thank God. I saw it. I go, thank so, you. So, anyway, yeah. Uh, well, obviously, as we get closer with Dallas game, we'll talk about it more after, you know, to, as we get closer. But man, I just, you know, I just, I just think yeah, that's important. No, I agree. I, I think it's down. an important game to win. Jerry, you yeah. started off totally. beating a division team that we haven't beat, it seems like, a, you know, so long. Uh, you know, what's that? What's Dak like 19 and one against us or something? I mean, you know, I mean, what did we beat him with? Cooper Rush at one time, whatever it was. Yeah, I, right. I don't know what the hell it was. Even what Joe George. Uh, what's his name? Uh, so, yeah, was it Cooper? No, it was, uh, the Red Rifle. Andy Dalton? It? Andy Dalton? Yeah, Dalton. Andy Dalton. Like the Red I'm Rifle. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Andy Dalton. Yeah, yeah. Andy Dalton. Um, so, uh, we'll get, obviously, we'll talk about more as it comes closer, but I just feel that's an important game, bro. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Good stuff, dude. All right, guys. It's a great time. Um, and again, thank you all for subscribing to the YouTube channel. We're going to put up every podcast, and we're going to be two soon, two per week, um, and we'll put up other stuff as well. And to order a subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com and go to Magster for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. All right, guys, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody.